Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. <clears throat> Hello and welcome back to Pack Rep. I'm your host, Coach Graf. <clears throat> Today, PackRap is sponsored by American Betting Experts, one of the largest licensed sports and casino vendors in the U.S. We have teamed together to provide special gaming offers to all Landry football followers and podcast listeners. Here's what you do. Go to our website, LandryFootball.com. Click on the ad located in the upper right side of the page. Pick among the gaming sites legal in your state, such as BetMGM, DraftKings, FanDuel, and PointsBet. Sign up and instantly receive an account deposit match or risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. It's that easy. Again, go to LandryFootball.com, click on the ad located on the upper right side of the page, and get in on the action with a special offer from American betting experts. All right, folks, here we go. Here we go. First week of Pac-12 football is in the books. Couple cancellations, unfortunately. Um, we were not able to see the Arizona Utah game, nor were we able to see the Cal Washington game. I was really excited about the Cal Washington game, um, and, uh, and you know the thing going on with with Utah. I don't know. So I, I'm not sure. I know uh, next week or this week, I guess, um, is kind of up in the air with UCLA. Um, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird weird still weird with COVID, you know, obviously, and it's just, it's, it's so all unpredictable. Um, but as of right now, let's, you know, let's recap uh, the games we did have, and then we'll do a little bit of preview for, for what may happen uh, this coming Saturday. <clears throat> um, so right off the bat, not a lot of surprises. Um, the UCLA Colorado game for me, <clears throat> I really, I mean, UCLA is such a interesting team to dissect and, and and to try to figure out why they're not more successful than what they are is very, how do I put it, um, confusing. Not really sure. I mean, it, it's the turnovers. You, you eliminate turnovers for UCLA and they're, they win, man. Uh, you know, they lost 48, uh, I'm sorry, 48, 42. They have a 21 point third quarter to, to, to come roaring back into the game. Um, and then they just let it slip through their fingers. You know, Dorian Thompson Robinson had a big day, 300 yards, four touchdowns. He did throw a really poor interception um, that almost went for, you know, all, that was almost a pick six. Um, he also lost a fumble. Demetrius Felton lost a fumble. Um it's ill-timed. I think every single fumble and turnover was like deep in Colorado. So like Colorado on the turnover got really good field position. If you give your opponent a short field and you and you turn the ball over three times in their territory, and it's you lose 48-42. Doesn't take a genius to figure out why you lost. Right. Like you essentially just handed them points. So 
you can't really I mean, I know the defense has to do a better job, but when you when you put your defense when your offense puts your defense in bad situations because of turnovers, I don't know. The, the, the team that I, I like, Dorian Thompson Robinson, he he not only had 300 yards in the air, he had a big day on the ground, had a rushing touchdown, uh, broke the century mark uh, on only nine carries, had a big day. Demetric Felton, not so much, um, you know, only carried the ball 10 times. You know, they, they, they really let DTR sling it. And, and you know, um, being down as big as they were at halftime has a lot to do with it, I would say. Um, but yeah, t- 40 passing attempts for DTR completed 20 of them. It's 50% for you, uh, non-mathematicians out there. That's me. I'm terrible at math, but I know 20 is half of 40. I do know that. Um, but yeah, UCLA really struggled in this one. Um, I know not really struggled, but yeah, struggled to, 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 to maintain possession, to not turn the ball over. That's where they went, you know, the most awry. Uh, other than that, it was a competitive, fun game to watch. And it was, it was nice to see UCLA and Colorado duke it out. Uh, Colorado, um, you know, give them credit. Give them credit. They came out. Uh, zero turnovers for Colorado, four for UCLA. Um, time of possession was far and away in control of or in, uh, in favor of Colorado. 30 minutes to 20. Or I'm sorry, 40 minutes to 20. Um, kind of like the passing attempts. Um, yeah, Colorado controlled the ball, uh, chewed a lot of clock. Um, penalties for each team was, you know, they each, a lot of flags in this one. I don't know the exact number, but I do remember just thinking, man, flag after flag after flag. Um, but regardless, Colorado comes away winners um, in the uh, – and their quarterback had a decent day. Um, their running back, though, Broussard, that, that's the story, right? That's the story there. Um, three touchdowns on the ground uh, for, the, for the young guy. Uh, only a sophomore. Uh, he uh, just fell short of 200 yards on the day. Um, he was averaging like six yards a carry. Uh, really, really good day for, for Jarek Broussard for Colorado. Uh, toting the rock there and really taking a lot of pressure off of Colorado uh, in, in the passing game and, and stuff like that. So hats off to Broussard. Big, big day against UCLA. Um, he also added a couple catches, but, you know, on the ground as a rusher, as a runner, that's that's where he did his damage. Um and I'd say he was a standout for, for the buffs. Um, moving on, we're, we're going to move on a little bit um, and look at uh, Oregon and Stanford. Oregon still doing Oregon things, boy. And, and, and watching that game, um, how bad did you feel for that Stanford kicker? Like, the, there was something – like, his kicks weren't even close. Like he was, he missed two or three field goals, and I feel like he missed an extra point. Maybe not an extra point, but like the distance of like what an extra point would have been. It was a field goal, but it was not a long field goal. Um, just a really, really poor perform, poor performance from that kicker. Um, and I don't, I can't. Uh, his name kind of escapes right now. Uh, uh, toner, Jet Toner, which is a Awesome name, by the way. Um, but yeah, Richard Senior, just not didn't you know? And, and a lot of the time, and, and the the broadcast crew uh, drew attention to it a couple times. But the laces, a lot of the time, were you know he was kicking the laces, which is that that's the holder's job. You always want to kick away, you know. Have you don't want to kick the laces if you're a kicker, you know? It does something to the tra- trajectory of the ball and the, and the spin of it. So you always want to have the laces opposite of where the kicker is going to kick. And a lot of, you know, a couple of times the holder for, for Stanford had the laces directly pointing at the kicker. And that's the, you know, if that had something to do with it, you know, it may have, but um, not, I, I just felt for him. I felt for him. It was, it was brutal. Um, <laughs> it just, and I know, you know, I, <clears throat> if you follow me at all on anything I do, um, 
I haven't been the nicest to kickers. I'm not, you know, it's like, yeah, punters are people too. Kickers are people too, whatever. Um, but man, it's, I, something in me when a kicker misses, you know, field goals and extra point, it's like, bro, come on, come on. Right. Um, and I, I, I tend not to feel too sorry for him, but for whatever reason, this kid, I felt it. Maybe it's because it was a college kid, you know, maybe, maybe I'm more critical of the NFL kickers. Cause it's like, you know, you're a professional now you're getting paid to do this. Let's, you need to make your kicks. Maybe it's because he was in college and I really felt it. And I just seeing him struggle and it's just like, man, it's not, they're not even close. Like he's just off. And I know he dealt with an injury in the, in the year prior and he just, his confidence is in the basement right now. And I, I really hope he bounces back and I hope he can pull through this. Um, especially being, you know, given everything, the shortened season, and this is his final season being a redshirt senior to, to start off this campaign his your final year in a Stanford uniform. And that's how you start. I hope he can come back. I hope he can finish strong. Um, we'll see. We'll see. But anyway, as a whole, Oregon, you know, not, not too surprising kind of controlled this game. Um, from the get-go, Stanford had book it, bookended their scores. They scored in the first. They scored in the fourth. Um, and then uh, and, and, and Oregon sustained their success throughout the entire game. Uh, scored in every single quarter. Uh, won the game 35-14. My guy, C.J. Verdell, um, over 100 yards on the ground. Tyler Shuck, lookout. Uh, they got a running quarterback up in Oregon now. Uh, Tyler Shuck had a decent day through the air, not anything to write home about, but, you know, his ground game, the, the way he was able to do damage and, and hurt Stanford's defense on the ground with his legs, that's where I was impressed. Uh, and he even got into the end zone. Tra tra uh, Travis Dye got into the end zone. Um, so Oregon, you know, a lot of things were clicking. Uh, earlier in the year, I talked about the, the running – game of Oregon and how that would be the strength with Herbert gone. Um, and, and, you know, obviously replacing the line of Oregon, the, the offensive line is tough to do, but Hey, all three of the running backs for Dell, uh, die and Habibi Vicchio all got on the end zone. So, and then you had Tyler Shuck, that's four rushing touchdowns on the day, uh, almost 300 yards as a team, 40 rushing attempts total as a team. So they're, I think their last doing fine. Right. The line's doing fine. Uh, maybe that had something to do with Stanford's defense. Maybe they're just not up to par. Um, but regardless, man, the, the passing game uh, was decent, was was average for Oregon, but it wasn't what won them the game. It was a running attack. It was a rushing attack. And obviously they got out to a decent lead. And, you know, by the time it was the third quarter, they were up 28 to 7, um, kind of well in hand. So they started really, you know, feeding their backs. <laughs> um, Johnny Johnson. Uh, this kid's going to be something. Johnny Johnson for Oregon. I really like what he brings to the table. Um, you know, he, he made a, a, some nice catches. Um, and then uh, Micah Pittman, Michael Pittman's brother, his his lone catch on the day. Uh, very impressive. <laughs> very impressive. So really, as a whole, I think, and with the defense of, of – uh, um, of Oregon, Noah Sewell, who was the brother of Panay, um, you know, he he played quite a bit for a young guy, uh, and he was impactful. He was impactful, made, made a tackle behind the line of scrimmage, made a nice play. Um, you know, this is a kid who is, you know, he's a freshman. It's not like he's been around, um, but, you know, he's, he's a built kid, 6'3", 250, um, played like way more athletic than what his body type, you know, uh, looks like so i think with that defense playing the the way they did um you know and obviously the the the, the anchor of that defense is Kayvon thibodeau that team oregon still my pick in the north i don't think they're going to be challenged if cal is not able cal's the, the biggest threat in the north to oregon um hands down biggest threat to oregon is cal so we're, we're going to – we'll see. We didn't get to see Cal, obviously, but um, pleased with Oregon. I, I, I still am uh, really excited to see what C.J. Verdell can do. Um, 
he, he had a good start, but I want to see more of him. And I know that it's he splits carries. It's, it, there's more mouths to feed than just him. But I do think this is a guy that that is an X factor. Um, and uh, probably flying under the radar a little bit. Um, he's a good running back. He's a good he's a good football player. Reminds me of uh, and I've said it before, but he he reminds me of uh, Christian McCaffrey a little bit. I see I see I see a little bit of CMC in Verdell. But anyway, yeah. So Oregon gets off on the right foot, 35-14. Um, kind of doing what you're supposed to do if you're you know a top 25 team. <clears throat> um, and then Washington State, Oregon State, again. Wasn't really sure what to expect in this one. I kind of that's kind of what how I felt with UCLA Colorado. Not really sure what to expect, um, and that's how I felt heading into this one. But man, Washington State with their new coach um, and Oregon State's kind of been on the upswing, right? Like they've been down for a while, but they got they seem to have things working out. But Washington State just got you know it was just their night. You know, ten point win for for the Cougars. Um, they had a big day on the ground as well. Deion McIntosh, 147 yards, uh, three different guys for them, scored a touchdown on the ground. Uh, Jane Delora, their, their new quarterback, he had a decent day on the ground. He also had a decent day in the air. I think they got, they have a little bit of something there. Um, and then uh, Travell Harris, man. Travell Harris going over the century mark and receiving yards, falling in both of Delora's touchdown passes. Uh I don't know, man. Even that Mike Leach, that that offense is still putting up points and still still doing damage, um, and uh, that, that's something to keep an eye on. Something to keep an eye on for Washington State. They they could be a fun team, but again, they played Oregon State. Let's you know maybe I need to pump the brakes a little bit. Um, yeah, Jamar Jefferson, man. I I told y'all he was a good running back, and I told y'all um, that he's gonna you know put that offense on his back and do what he can. Well, he did what he couldn't did what he could three rushing touchdowns on the day by himself, uh, 120 yards on the care uh, on the ground. He was, he was the primary ball carrier. It wasn't a, by committee um, for Oregon state. It was the Jamar Jefferson show. And then uh, Tristan Gibbia, Gibbia. I think I'm, I might be, be mispronouncing that, but the quarterback for Oregon state um, also decent day. Didn't, didn't get, you know, only one touchdown, but nearly 330 yards to the air. Um, Trevon Bradford was the leading receiver, um, you know, I think, and Jamar Jefferson even was able to get on, get in on the act for five catches. So if he add that with his 21 carries, 26 touches on the day for Jamar Jefferson, um, obviously Oregon state is going to be going through him. And I, I, you know, looking forward to seeing Jamar Jefferson, what, what he can do. And hopefully, you know, for their sake, they get in the win column at some point, um, for the Beavers, but yeah, Washington State 38-28 victors over Oregon State. Um, you know, I'm just glad we we now have film on these guys and and these teams, so we can kind of see what to expect um, moving forward. Uh, now to the marquee one, man. The game I was most well, Cal Washington. I was really excited to see USC Arizona State. I was most excited to see out of any Pac-12 game this season or this uh, this uh, opening week. Man, <laughs> uh, I remember when I was previewing this game, I kept saying, if this game was later on in the year, I think I'd pick Arizona State. Uh, and my rationale being, you know, with, with everything going on with COVID and, and, you know, not as much prep time as you usually get, uh, and being such a young team, you know, sophomore quarterback, uh, we knew the freshman running back, and I'll get into him in a minute, uh, Chip Trainum, obviously was going to be a, a, a big contributor. So just the youth um, for Arizona State. But, man, they came in. They wanted this. They wanted that game. They wanted to beat USC. And uh, with that defense of Arizona State, Antonio Pierce um, and Marvin Lewis being co-defensive coordinators, both NFL guys, Herm Edwards an NFL head coach. I touched on this before, but this team – this program is being run very, very efficiently. It is a very well-coached football team, and you can tell by the way they play. The defense, man, th this USC offense is loaded, loaded. And 
they held USC to 14 points in the first half, scoreless in the third. And then all of a sudden, USC decides to turn it on and score 14 points in like three minutes or something ridiculous like that to take a one-point victory. Um, so th- th- there was a little bit there where I was like, ooh, I, I kind of wish I would have picked State. Like, I wish I would have just done it. I wish I would have bitten the bullet and, and done it. But then obviously, you know, USC comes back and, you know, makes my pick correct. Um, so I knew it was going to be a closely contested game. I knew Arizona State was was, was a good team. Um, but USC proving how tough they're going to be to beat um, might run the table. That's th- this on paper. This is the toughest matchup they have like until the Pac-12 championship, whoever that may be. <clears throat> um, but man, the rushing attack for USC was good. One would I expect it to be, but again, we have the aerial attack. It, you have to be as, you know, I could, you know, but again, they got down early. Um, and it was a comeback attempt, so obviously you're going to put the ball in the air. 55 passing attempts, man, for Keaton Slovis. Um, 380 yards, so he almost got to that 40, 400-yard mark. A uh, couple of touchdowns. He did throw an interception. Um, but out of all the receivers, um, you know, obviously the big name, Tyler Vons, Amon Ross St. Brown, um, those are the two big ones. I really expected Brew McCoy, and he did score. He had he had some nice catches. He he got in on the action. Um, you know, he got that deflected ball uh, in the end zone for the touchdown. So I'm really looking forward to Brew McCoy being a star in this USC offense. If it happens this year, probably not, just given who they have. The real star in the merger, Amon um, Ross St. Brown did have over did have 100 yards. Um, didn't get in the end zone, but Drake London, man, Drake London is a big body receiver, and I got to give props to uh, to my boy Ryan Dyrud over there at the LAFB Network. Um, we used to do a show together, and we covered LA football. Um, and uh, I remember last year, Drake London was kind of you know he would he would be he, he just made play after play after play, and he he was getting more and more consistent, and more and more. Uh, dangerous as he went on in that offense he started you know getting fed more and um and maybe pretty early on diary was like yeah london you know, i think you know for me i was more like yeah he's just a you know he's he's a guy that's open because everybody else is covered um but no i i'm ready to hop on the drake london bandwagon i hate that term and i hate you know feeling like a bandwagon guy but drake london the 65 210 pound basketball player um, went out and had himself a day. <laughs> uh, you know, eight catches leading all receivers on the day, um, including Arizona State. He had 125 yards through the year. He had a touchdown. Drake London is a weapon. He is a dangerous weapon for this USC offense, and he's going to just develop into a bigger stud than he already is. Um, and uh, I think he could really do big things this season. Um, and he himself is a young kid, sophomore, so he's only going to get better. Um, but not with Monroe St. Brown and Drake London and Tyler Vons and Brew McCoy. Uh, it's going to be so hard for teams to stop. So hard for teams to stop. And then Malapai and Step and Carr. Stephen Carr looked explosive. He looked good. Um, I knew kind of what to expect from Carr and and I was pleased with what I saw. You know, he, he he's dealt with injuries in his career, um, but he came out looking really good. Like I said, explosive, he looked quick, he looked decisive. Um, he had a nice day, only 10 carries on the day, but he, you know, and only 45 yards, he did get in the end zone. Um, I was I was I was happy for Carr. I was happy to see Stephen Carr find some success. Um, Malapai, who was last year's leading rusher, um, he led he led the day, uh, led the team in rushing uh, against Arizona State, only sixty yards. Again, uh, mainly through the air was USC's game plan after they fell behind. So take it with a grain of salt that USC rushing those USC rushing numbers. Um, 
you know, the, the, the big come from behind victory for USC. We'll get into the Arizona State, and, and they're really impressive. Well, it's going to sound oxymoronish, but um, they're impressive loss. <laughs> they did look impressive in their loss. Uh, Jaden Daniels, um, you know, uh, hats off to the defense of Arizona State. I think it was, you know, them and the rushing attack for, for, for the Sun Devils that really gave them what looked like to be the an edge in this one, it, really, for a while. It looked like USC was just dead in the water, and it looked like it was State's game to lose. Um, but, but, you know, had USC played those last few minutes, had they played the entire game that way with that energy and with, with that, uh, you know, energy, I think it's a different ballgame. And I think USC wins by at least a, a possession. Um, but what it could have, should have, who knows, you know, when it boils down to it, who knows? Um, it's just a great game plan by the Sun Devils on the defensive side of the ball. It just wasn't enough, right? Wasn't enough. Didn't play a complete game uh, and just made one uh, – didn't, didn't make enough stops to, to, get, to get that big win. But the, for me, for me, the story here is DeMonte Chip Trainum, the true freshman running back um, for the Sun Devils. Now, Jaden Daniels was electric on the ground. Over 100 yards, average over 10 yards a carry. Um, he was gashing the USC defense all game. And then you you bring him Chip Trainum, stud true freshman, who I think is already one of the best backs in the country. I would put him top 10 easy. I'd have to really sit down and think about it, um, where I would put him amongst the elite of, in the country. But, man, this kid, I, I don't tend to get – too excited about players, um, especially young players, because it's football is a crazy, crazy sport, and it's it's so hard to be consistent, and it's so hard to find continuity. Um, and uh, and so many times have we seen these flash in the pan players uh, that people get so over excited about and, and hype up so much, and it turns out it's like eh, they just had a good game. Right, and it, they don't turn out to be what anybody, what everybody expected them to be. Chip train him. He might make me look foolish down the road, but Chip train him is a is like a he's a top ten draft pick. Whenever he enters the draft, whenever that may be, if he stays healthy and and all that, no X factors, no very you know all the all the variables that go on in life, if none of those come into effect, Chip train him is a top 10 draft pick and depending on where who's picking who where or whatever and and team needs he he's got the talent of a top five draft pick um love the kid love watching him love what he does love the way he plays the game he's he's compactly built he's he's uh he's like 230 pounds 510 511 um but he doesn't run like it man he he is so nimble and quick on his feet um he has so many tools as a runner, man. I don't want to spend this whole show just, you know, talking about Chip Trainum, but I could. I won't, though. Um, man, the kid, I am going to thoroughly enjoy following this kid and, and seeing, watching his development throughout the process of his collegiate career. Um, and it needs to be, you know, and he got, in the, got, in, uh, got into the end zone, excuse me, a couple times on the day, which were huge. Um, but... It, we need to give a shout out to Rashad Rashad White as well. He had a good game, just as many carries, uh, only like eight yards shy of what Trainum did. Um, so the stats are very similar for Trainum and White, but for me, Trainum is is the guy. You're you're still gonna give White the ball. You're still gonna get him involved in your offense because he is a playmaker and he is um, he's a formidable foe for defenses. But man, the longer Trainum's in this offense, the harder it is to not just feed in the ball. I, if I'm Herm Edwards and I'm seeing what I have in front of me, and I'm just like, I, I have this kid for three years, you know, I have this kid three more years. Okay, 
Um, but no, and Rashad White was a, he's a good runner, but he also uh, contributed in the passing game much more than, than Tranum did. I don't know if Tranum will ever, you know, scream beyond, you know, pass screen passes or, you know, whatever, a little dump off wraps. Um, but Rashad White, man, big name, big, big day through the air, led the team in receiving yards. He only had three catches, but he did turn one of those into a score. Um, it was a big play for, 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 for state, but man, um, it is, uh, losing Frank Darby hurt too. Losing Frank Darby was, was a big, uh, big blow for that offense, but you know, to come out and score 17 points in the first, um, and then 10 in the second, you're obviously, you're not a, you know, you need to find ways to put more points on the board. But if I'm Arizona State, if I'm Herm Edwards, I'm thinking, you know, we're in a good spot. We're in an okay spot. And you never want to lose, obviously. You know, you never walk away from loss being like, ah, oh, that's, that's what I wanted to happen. That's exactly what I expected. Um, but no, but you, you, you can't walk away if you're Herm Edwards from this game and, and think. And what I'm trying to say is there, there are things to be pleased about. Even though you lost, there are things to be pleased about. You have, you have a dangerous offense. You need to get your passing game going more. Like I said, Darby going down was a big blow. Um, but you need to get a little bit, little bit of juice in that passing game. You can't be a one-dimensional team. Um, but, man, the defense, the defense. Antonio Pierce, Marvin Lewis. Um, yeah, Merlin Robertson is is going to be a, a draft pick. Somebody's going to be very happy to, to to pick Merlin Robertson. I love him at, at the linebacker spot. Um, you know, he's also <clears throat> he was one of the guys that was that really stepped up and uh, and did a lot of things. Chase Lucas, the, the defensive back, um, the other defensive back, John, what is it, Jack Jones? I believe his name is Jack. Um, yeah, Jack Jones and uh, Chase Lucas, the two corners for Arizona State, they 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 look nice um, going against those USC receivers. Um, yeah, just falling a little bit, of sh- just fell a little short, just fell a little short for Arizona State, 28-27. Uh, but things will start, you know, Arizona State. I feel like things are starting to change, and I think that past beyond this year they're going to start getting more recruits they're going to start getting better recruits they're going to really kind of turn this program around and i arizona state they're doing they're they're doing things the right way um it appears so to me anyway they're building a program and it's so efficiently run uh it's ran by the right right people uh, great football minds there on the sidelines for for the Sun Devils, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what they can do, not only 2020 but but beyond. Because I think I think there's a major shift happening, um, and there's a lot of stuff going on for Arizona State that football fans and especially Sun Devil fans should be excited about. So, um, so Oregon, USC, Colorado, and Washington State are your winners there in the Pac-12. Um, I believe I picked Oregon. I did pick USC. I picked UCLA, and I picked Oregon State. I believe. Um, so two and two, <laughs> right at 500, right? Um, and unfortunately, Arizona, Utah, Washington, Cal didn't happen. So, um, so those are your recaps for those of you that may not have been aware of what happened a few days ago. Um, but it was a good weekend, you know. Other than the Oregon Stanford game, the other three games were great. Very entertaining football. Um, and this is what the country's been missing, you know, with this Pac-12 after dark stuff. And the 9 a.m. kickoff, sign me up. <laughs> sign me up. I loved, you know, it's going to sound crazy, but I loved waking up early on that Saturday and, and flipping on the tube tube and uh, and catching an, an early Pac-12 game. Man, it's just, it was, it was fantastic. The USC-Arizona State game was fantastic to watch. And I don't, it, I don't care that it was early. I was so pleased and thrilled to death with that. Um, it's great exposure for the conference. It's going to want to, you know, it's going to open doors for recruiting. It's going to open doors for TV deals. It's going to open so many doors uh, for the Pac-12 to have that early kickoff. And I think they need to do that more and more often. So we'll see. We'll see. All right, moving on. 
But before we do, I want to remind you to take advantage of our special gaming offers from American betting experts. Go to LandryFootball.com, click on the ad located in the upper right side of the page, pick among the gaming sites legal in your state, sign up, and instantly receive an account deposit match or risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. It's that easy, folks. Thanks to our sponsor, American Betting Experts. All right, looking ahead, um, and again, could games be canceled? Sure. Um, I don't think any of them have yet. <clears throat> I don't. I haven't seen any breaking news about that. Um, I'll just check real quick. I don't believe so. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think any new ones have um, have come to you know been canceled quite yet. But so on the docket coming up, uh, USC Arizona. So that you know, hopefully, will be the first time we can see Arizona. Uh, Colorado Stanford could be an interesting game. Um, Oregon Washington State. Probably not going to be an interesting game. Uh, Cal, Arizona State. The game of the week right there in the Pac-12. And then Utah, UCLA, and then Oregon State, Washington. So let's get in uh, to the uh, Cal, Arizona State matchup real quick. Um, you know, <laughs> I might just have to consider myself a little bit of an Arizona State fan. A, you know, a, a foe Arizona State fan, mainly Chip Tranum. I, I, I want to see what this team does to build on what they did against USC. Like, you know, obviously it's lost, but what do you do? Are you going to come out with the same fire? Are you going to come out wanting this one just as much? Because um, Cal's a good football team. And if this game does take place, um, it should be a good one. You know, it's not – you know, these are two very well-coached teams. These are two, um, you know, Cal has, is more, they're going to be good because not necessarily, they do have talent. Um, but it's more experience as to why they're, you know, why I'm thinking they're going to be a decent football team this season. Not necessarily they just have studs all over the place. They do have decent, they have good players, but it's their coaching, it's their experience, it's the veteran leadership on the team. It's the return started, all that stuff. Um, for Arizona State, it's the talent. You know, your young quarterback, your dynamic kid, the, the, the freshman running back, Chip Trainum, you, you have decent receivers, you have great defense. <clears throat> so I think this team or this game, if it happens, I know I know it's in doubt right now. Um, but uh for me, matchup of the weekend. I really hope it happens. For me, if this game gets can't it'll be it'll be the same feeling as Washington Cal. And I'm really looking for I want to see Cal. I want to see what they can put together. I want to see what they can do. Um, and Arizona State and Cal, the good good test for each team for different reasons. Um, obviously, Cal would be their first game of the season. What can they do? You know, what kind of team can they put together on the field with, with all these guys? They you know you lose Evan Weaver, who is the heart and soul of your team. Um, but you bring back so many other guys, I think it's going to be one of those where it's like, yeah, you lose your best player, but you are, you actually have a better year than you did the year prior. Um, I think that would be Cal if they are able to play. Uh, but again, kind of up in the air. Um, it's a, it's a late game. That would be a, that would be a late game, seven thirty Pacific time. So that's nine thirty in the Midwest and ten thirty on the East Coast. So you know. There's that. <clears throat> but uh, Arizona and USC. Obviously, um, USC is the favorite in the South. They don't really have a, a matchup like they did against Arizona State coming up. Um, they could, they should finish undefeated. Um, I don't really see any reason... USC doesn't win this game. Um, they have, and again, in Arizona, a lot of unknowns. Khalil Tate's gone. JJ Taylor's gone. Um, they have Collins, 
Colin Schooler, I believe, is is still playing linebacker for them. I think this is like his seventeenth year. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, those there's always there always seems to be those college players that you feel like have been around for years and years and years and years and years. And for me, Colin Schooler <clears throat> is that type of player. Um, I feel like he's been playing linebacker for Arizona for, for ever. And he's only a junior. He's only a junior. Um but you know he's he was a freshman All American, so he you know I he's just been playing at a high level his entire career since the day he stepped foot on campus, um, and uh, you know he's been an All Conference player multiple times, so yeah I'm sure that's why. But you just hear his name all the time. But yeah, Colin Schooler, the Mission Viejo product product um, here in Southern California. He's obviously you know he's he's the Evan Weaver of Arizona. That, that's what it boils down to. Um, he's a really talented linebacker and, uh, I think he, he has the motor, he has the intensity, he has the skill set to make Arizona's defense. You know, he, he's, he's a Luke Keekley. He's a, you know, the, the quarterback of the defense and, um, I'm not saying he's as good as Keekley, but he, what Keekley meant to the Panthers, that's what Schooler means to the Wildcats. Right. Um, so the fact that, we haven't been able to see them play and we don't really know what to expect. Um, so many changes on offense, you know, you got a new running back, you got a new quarterback, um, your offensive line, you're put, you're plugging some new guys in, um, you know, you're plugging new guys in on defense. It's it, other than schooler. Um, or did he, did he opt out? I don't think, I don't think he opt out. You may have, actually, now that I'm saying that. Uh, well, not saying anything. But anyway, I really think that the Arizona team is just, they don't have the horses. They don't have the horses to keep up with USC, and this is going to be a big USC win, in my opinion. I really don't see how it can't be, unless just the wheels fall off, and this is like one of those... Um, you know, somehow, you know, Arizona comes out firing, um, just makes a really big um, impact, and, and it just it's, it's not going to happen. Um, but yeah, with with Gunnell or Gunnell, however you pronounce his name, taking over at quarterback, um, and then most likely Brightwell um, being the lead back. <clears throat> You have a sophomore starting quarterback. You have a senior running back, most likely. You're going to lean on your running game, in my, in my opinion. Um, you don't really have any receivers that are home run threats. You don't really have anything um, to rely on in the passing game, in my opinion. So for me, everything has to go through um, through the running game. If you're if you're Arizona, if you want to give yourself the best chance to win, you got to go through the running game. But we all know what USC brings to the table. We all know um how how explosive the offense can be and and facing a defense like Arizona versus facing the defense that Arizona State put on the field a week ago apples and oranges USC probably going to have their way uh in this one so i think you know who i'm picking <laughs> USC that's my pick uh <clears throat> still looking forward to it though it's always fun to see USC playing that game is a 12:30 pacific kickoff so it's it's right there in the smack dab middle of the afternoon um so again looking forward to seeing USC best team in the south by one point um but anyway let's see what else we have on the docket but before we do that no actually that's that is what we're gonna do before we do that, we're going to just take a really brief break, um, but we will be returning very, very shortly. So do not go away.
All right, we are back. Um, we're going to preview the, the the last few games here, and then we'll we'll go ahead and sign off. But yeah, so USC Arizona. I'm going to go with USC now and Stanford Colorado. Given the way Colorado played, um, you know, and the way Stanford played, Colorado put up a lot of points, but the way the UCLA Bruins turned the ball over and gave so many chances to Colorado, take with a grain of salt. This game might be closer than some are expecting. Um, I'm I'm going to go ahead and say, given what Stanford, their struggles against o Oregon, I'm going to, I'm leaning toward Colorado. I'm thinking this is going to be a close, close game, maybe a seven, 10 point game. Um, but I'm going to go Colorado. That's going to be my pick in that one. Um, with their running back, let's see if he can continue to do what he did for Sard uh, in the in Stanford. Man, I, I I do I do hope that I do hope the kicker bounces back. That that was that was tough to watch. That was tough to watch. Um, but again, I could be completely wrong. It, like maybe UCLA is just terrible. Maybe Oregon is just super good. Uh, but for me, watching these two, I just I. I think Colorado is going to take this one. I really do. Stanford is a well-coached team, but it just may not be their season. Just may not be their season. Um, moving on, Oregon, Washington State, Oregon. Um, uh, sticking with them in the north uh, with Cal and all their – God knows what, you know, again, second game in, in a row – not even sure if they're going to play and with the season just started for Pac-12. So um, sticking with Oregon for my North pick, Tyler Shuck. I want to see a little bit more from him in the passing game. Um, and again, Washington State, they'll, they'll, they might compete for a little bit, but I think toward the end it's going to be a similar thing to the Stanford game where it's just Oregon pulls away. <laughs> really want to see Verdell. Really want to see him go off. I'm a big fan of Verdell, as you all are well aware. Um, but yeah, you know, I just don't think this is going to be that good of a matchup. I think Oregon's going to win pretty handily. Um, so Oregon is my pick in that one. Cal, Arizona State, such a tough matchup. I'm going to go Arizona State, though. I'm going to go Arizona State in that one. Um, I, I really like what they're doing there uh, in Tempe. Utah, UCLA, again, not really sure what to expect from Utah. Didn't get to see them week one. Uh, hopefully we get to see them week two against UCLA. Doran Thompson-Robinson stopped turning the ball over. Saying, yeah, it's, it's not just him. I don't want to, you know, hark on DTR because he is a good quarterback. He, 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 he has shown it. He showed it even against um, against Colorado. But the turnovers absolutely kill this team every time. The defense has to lock up a little bit, and the offense has to take care of the ball. If they do that, I can see this being a UCLA victory over Utah. Utah's replacing so much. They're replacing, uh, on defense, Bradley and I. On offense, they're replacing Tyler Huntley, their quarterback. They're replacing Zach Moss, their running back. So many new faces. And uh, and this one, this game is also another one that's kind of up in the air. Is it going to happen? Utah, UCLA. So if it happens, I'm going UCLA. If it doesn't, it is what it is. And then Oregon, Oregon State and Washington. Um, I'm going to go Washington. Eager to see who they have as their starting quarterback. Eager to see what, what Lake does as a coach. How different are they going to look? Um, but, you know, it, it's tough. It's tough to to really peg what Washington is going to look like, um, which is one of the main reasons I was looking forward to that matchup last week with Cal. That didn't happen. Um, you know, new quarterback. Um, that I believe they're returning the running back Ahmad. Um, so that's something to, or no, no, he's gone. Ahmad's gone. That's right. Ahmad is gone. Um, but you know, you, you're Jacob Sermon, Dylan Morris, Ethan Garbers, all those guys, their names have been thrown around. And, and which one's going to start a quarterback? I don't know. I'd love to see Garbers. I would. Personally, I would. Um, but will we? Who knows? But the offense or the defense with Elijah Molden, uh, um, I think Elijah Molden is one of the 
the better defensive back in the entire country. And, and with Jimmy Lake still there, and obviously with his defensive background, um, I think they're going to be just fine. So for me, uh, in the, you know, if that game does take place, which I, I think it should, I don't really think that one is in any uh, danger of not taking place. But I'm going to go Washington in that one over Oregon State. Um, Jamar Jefferson, let's see if he continues on the trend that he's going on, his, his big game. But, yeah, for me, Washington is just a better team right now. And uh, until Oregon State builds that program where they need it to be, this is Washington's game to lose. Um, so just a quick rundown. USC, Arizona, I'm going USC. Colorado, Stanford, going Colorado. Oregon, Washington State, going Oregon. Cal, Arizona State, going Arizona State. UCLA, Utah, I'm going to go UCLA. Oregon State, Washington, going Washington. Um, some good matchups. If, if Cal, Arizona State is the biggest matchup. Um, the other ones, I don't know. They all could end up being blowouts. Um, Colorado Stanford might be a tightly contested matchup, um, and the Utah UCLA game should be as well. But everything else, I, I could see this. You know, Oregon's going to run away, USC's going to run away, <clears throat> but and Washington has uh, the potential to run away as well. So keep an eye out for that Arizona State Cal game. Stay up late for that one if they are able to play it. Um, if you're not in California, <laughs> but anyway, all right, guys, uh, that's going to be it for this edition of pack wrap. I, I appreciate you all uh, joining, tuning in and, and, and listening and, um, supporting the show. And I, I really enjoyed talking with you guys. Uh, yeah, I'll have more pack 12 recaps and previews for you next Wednesday. Enjoy the rest of your night. Uh, enjoy the rest of your week. And I hope you all are staying safe and making good decisions. Uh, until next time, guys. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.